This is the Squared Goal Podcast with Mark Morris and Jared Maruyama. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Squared Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Morris, and with me again... Yeah, I can't do it. Come on, we just established (laughs) this. (laughs) Mr. J-Rod Maru. Man, you know what? If I'm going to call you J-Rod, I've got to come up with a more fun last name. It can't just Mm. be your literal last name. That's stupid. Hmm. Come on. All right. Anyways, we're here. It's another yes. episode. Yes. Code podcast. Thank you J-Rod. for moving on. J-Rod. But it's been a while, right? We skipped. We actually skipped for the first time a monthly recap. It is so hard to... No, nah, I don't think it's the first time. Remember the last time we'd Did had we? a little hiatus mm. for the same reason. <laughs> we skipped. Very secretive here. <laughs> yeah. We skipped... If recap. you know, okay. you know. If That's not, right. It's really not don't. as exciting as it sounds. But yes. <laughs> uh, uh, but speaking of which, I got a new iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I saw your post on that. And the you know the packaging looked awfully familiar to me. Yes, I would hope so. Uh, yeah, so we, is cool. that the the X extra large one, like the bigger one? Or yeah, did you which clever. one did you go with? Pretend like you don't know what the title of that is. The XS mm-hmm. Max. Uh, is that what you got? Yes, you got the max? it is. I got the max. I, I was reluctant to go to the bigger screen for some reason, but now that I have it, I was going to ask, I were you, it. so b- b- prior to this one, were you not, did you not go with the largest size available for your phone model? Yeah. I thought it felt, would feel weird in my pocket cause it's so huge. And then I didn't like, like it's harder to one hand it. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> Maybe we can oh, edit no. around that. Yeah. Nah. It's harder to use the phone with one hand uh, with a bigger screen. But uh, as much as I'm on that thing and using it for social media stuff, it's it's so nice to have all that uh, screen uh, I've, space. I've always gone or leaned towards the bigger phone size. I, li- I don't know why. Size uh, screen. Uh, yeah. There you go. There you I, go. I like the larger uh screen size like i don't know in my head it just makes sense like if you're gonna especially if you're gonna consume a lot of media through it why Mm -hmm. not have the bigger phone right and it's really not it's not like more difficult to use in any way but i want to ask you so i'm not really an iphone guy but of course this this is the first uh not the first but maybe the first for you phone iphone that doesn't have the home button yes like it's just it's all a hundred percent touchscreen. Yes. How do you feel about that? Do you like it? Was it a weird adjustment, or you kind of don't really care one way or the other? It is a weird adjustment. It continues to be a weird adjustment. I only just got it, so it's not like I'm I've had it for a while. I think I'll get used to it. No problem. It's just sort of relearning. I do like that you get that much more screen real estate mm-hmm. uh, than that just taking up for that that little button. Um, so yeah, I think it's fine. I haven't had a problem with it. I will say. The earphone jack thing is a little, that kind of pisses me off. I I don't have an iPhone, but I've got Google Pixel 2 XL, Mm -hmm. which is more or less this, you know, the same version of your phone, but not Apple. 
Um, and we also do not have the headphone jack. And I get it, you know, Bluetooth is yep. the thing and everybody owns Bluetooth headphones. And now it's a technology that's been around for a long time. So it's all relatively cheap. You know, if you don't want to spend a ton on getting premium right. headphones, like you, you can get a pair for $15, give or take. Mm-hmm. So that's not the issue. But like if I want to... If you're going to go on a long plane ride or you want to go to the gym, that's what I use it for and just leave my headphones in the car. Mm-hmm. It is such a hassle to like remember when you should uh, charge them charge again. Them. Yeah, that's exactly It right. always happens. You go into the gym and it's like five minutes within like the time you start and turn it on, it shuts off. Yep. So it just defeats the whole purpose. And you don't even have the option as a backup to put uh, the auxiliary cable in well and then i was just realizing like there's other things that you use that headphone jack for like those credit card yes. things for your phone yep. like all that kind of stuff changes oh, so like uh, this square reader that, that's absolutely right yeah so i have a from the previous conventions mm-hmm. i have a paypal card reader and a right. square reader and now we're you know we're prepping for decon coming up here which we will talk about shortly yeah um but the previous Square and PayPal readers had utilized the headphone jack. So mm-hmm. we have to repurchase new card readers just yeah. because this the phones don't have it anymore. So that's what's kind of a like a bummer about these kinds of changes because you kind of don't realize up front all of the ways it's going to affect you. Like until mm-hmm. you start grabbing stuff and you're like, oh, crap, what are we going to do? And like that, that's the kind of little annoyances when... Uh, when they pop up. But uh, overall, I really like this phone so far. The camera is amazing. And, um, you know, I haven't really even played with everything. I will say this is the first time I don't, I'm not a big phone fan in general. Like I don't stay up with all the latest technology or the new options or get super excited when they say you can do this now. So this was the first time I've gone into the, the phone place to get the new phone. And I was talked to like I was a mom you know, like he was telling me <laughs> how to do things and you're not using your iCloud backup and, and all this stuff. And it was just embarrassing. Uh, but uh, uh, I had to well, kind I'll of make surrender. You, I'll make you feel better because when I transitioned to this phone as well, there's a bunch of features on here that I thought were super cool. I had no idea how to like how they worked. So yeah. I actually went into this is even a step further than what you just described <laughs> at. So I, I'm a Verizon uh-huh. I'm a Verizon guy. Okay. So <clears throat> at Verizon shops, you can sign up for a class where they will essentially, it's like an hour plus where yeah. it's not a specific phone. They just have somebody from their team in the store to kind of go through basics, but then there's an open Q&A at the end and yeah. they'll sit down like one-on-one with you if you have specific questions. So I'm sitting in there and I am not exaggerating at all. I was probably the youngest one there by <laughs> 30 years. I bet. Not I believe more. So yeah. I'm sitting there like, and the questions that they're going over, it's like, oh my God. Yes, I get how to turn a phone on. I know how to get to my settings and adjust the volume. <laughs> um, some of the features on mine were like, I, had to, I still don't know how to use this. Is eye recognition were like, not like, you know, you put your eye up to the phone and it'll unlock, but it's supposedly will know when you're reading a line and it'll scroll an article what? depending on where you're reading. So that was the, the claimed technology. Yeah. I have yet to be able to make that happen. Hmm. 
Anyways, this is going down a terrible rabbit hole that I don't even enjoy speaking about. So totally, <laughs> let's let's switch gears here. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> A uh, little peek behind the curtain. It is the day of the week of Halloween, just a little bit before. But if you're listening to this, it is probably the week after, if not even further away from Halloween. Mm-hmm. But since we are so close to the holiday, I wanted to ask my good friend J Rod here. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you celebrate Halloween? You know, I think I was thinking about this today. Did we talk about this last year? I can't remember. I, I I'm I, sure we did. We probably did. Yes. Uh, I hand out candy to kids that come in our neighborhood. We get quite a few actually. That is about it. I didn't go to a party this past week and I don't dress up. I'm not big <laughs> on dressing up. I'm nothing against it. I think this is exactly what I said before. I just don't like getting dressed up <laughs> you know it's when uh, obviously when you're a kid you're into it and you yeah. get into the costumes and then like in high school i was into it where you know we would go to house parties and be stupid but <clears throat> i think <laughs> as soon as i turned into an air quotes adult like yeah i don't know i know a lot of people continue doing this through college and then even through their 20s and beyond uh, but it is definitely not a holiday that I – it's not one that I'm, like, super excited for. I do not celebrate it. You know, it's almost well. funny, though, because I'm so nerdy. Like, it, it's, like, the opposite. Like, it's not like, oh, I'm too cool to dress up. It's the opposite. Like, if I'm going to dress up, I want it to be, like, so good and so authentic. <laughs> and if you can't do that, like, what's the point of doing, like, some crappy Jedi? You know, like, I want all the stuff. I, so it's, like, oh, how yeah. – there's so few things you can do that with. And – uh yeah, I don't know. I just and then I never have the time and and want to spend the money to to get a good <laughs> costume. But I so, I don't know. Have you dressed up as an adult though? Like for like sometimes you, you saw have me. To. So last year I went with my nephew. Right. Like coincidentally, right next to where you're staying, mm-hmm. uh, we went to mm-hmm. a, a concert where yep. they encouraged dressing up. Um. So I have a Han Solo costume, That's and right. my nephew was Kylo Ren. Cutest thing. Uh. Ever. But it's. Yeah, I don't even remember when I bought that or why. Yeah. Not that you need a reason. But um, yeah, I think that's now like, if I have to wear something, that's like my go-to just yeah. because it's I th- it's one of the only adult costumes I have. Yeah, it's so funny. Um, like I get all goofy about um, like I'm like, well, I can't be Han Solo. Like Han Solo wasn't Japanese. I know that that <laughs> people would be like, you don't have to. But for some reason, for me, I just think like, oh, I gotta make be something that makes sense and like, you know, that like your physical. I would I would love to be Ray. There you go. Yeah. See, like your I feel I like your physical have... thing has to go towards what you are. I don't know why. I just feel like it makes I, it. I think it should too. But I used to have long hair, mm-hmm. and I actually used to do the triple ponytail thing. <laughs> from... <laughs> That's ridiculous. For what? For the gym? What, uh, what? For walking around town. Very nice. Sassy. For those of you that don't know, I used to have very long hair, and I was mm. not embarrassed or ashamed to dress it up to play with it style it up that's great uniquely creatively yeah so to answer your question no nothing not doing anything for halloween are you are you doing anything do you go anywhere do you leave the house so you don't get bothered by kids no i actually was just talking i think a co-worker about this like as an adult i have never lived in a neighborhood like a traditional neighborhood with houses 
uh, in yards <laughs> where trick-or-treating would make sense. It's always yeah. been either apartments or condos, whatever. Right, right. We're like, it's not the traditional family housing, so it, trick-or-treating doesn't really happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think last year we had like maximum 10 people, 10 knocks at the door all yeah. night. Oh, well, that's still pretty good, you know. We given. always get, um, you know, candy just in case. Sure. We always get way more. And by like 7, 30, 8 o'clock, I'm just like, if somebody knocks, I'm just dumping the bowl in. Yeah. <laughs> this lucky kid's getting the rest of this candy. <laughs> See, I just bring it all to Designer Con and give it away. So that's what everyone can look forward to at this year's. Yay. <laughs> Free candy. It's amazing oh, what a difference that makes. Yeah. of Halloween, Jared. Hmm. Um, so unfortunately, just because of scheduling, we are recording this before um, our Halloween event. So Halloween, the movie, not the holiday. Right. Um, we we Squared Co. partnered up with Sinopolis again um, for the 40th anniversary screening of the 1978 John Carpenter's Halloween. Um, but I, it's so weird to talk about this without going to the event because I would I would rather be able to say like, oh, it was a lot of fun. We did this. There you go. Just but, make it up. Let's lie. How'd it go, Mark? Did it Was it a big success? <laughs> Sounds like it's it was difficult a party. To, <laughs> it's even more difficult because I'm so not familiar with the movie. I think I've seen it, I don't know, maybe two or three times. I've only I, seen the first one, the original. I've never, I haven't seen any of the sequels, so. Well, the, the, the fun thing about, or not fun, the interesting, I don't even know the right word, but the thing is that the, so there's a new one in theaters right, right now, which is supposed to be a direct sequel to the first one. So there's like, I don't know, five or six different Halloween movies, mm-hmm. but they, and then there's a Rob Zombie reboot there's the one that's out in theaters now like ignores all of the other ones and this is just a direct sequel to the original Hmm. so the cool thing is now that there's or they celebrated the 40th anniversary there's doing screenings all over but you could see the original and then go into theater and see the direct sequel right like actually on screen you can see both of them I mean, technically, you probably could do it within the same day, if not the same week or month. Yeah. Um, but anyways, back to the event. So <clears throat> we have a good relationship with Sinopolis. From time to time, we'll work with them on um, an event at their theaters. Mm-hmm. This was actually the first event that we worked with them to on a, on a larger scale. So previously, we had done events where it was just done at one single location. Mm-hmm. So we started off with the aliens anniversary event where we curated an art show. We had photo ops, uh, themed foods and a whole bunch of, uh, fun stuff at the theater, but it was just one. And then we did it for Lord of the Rings. We did it for princess bride, but all of those screenings were just at one. So this is the first time we tried to scale it a little bit larger where we figured out a way to have fun games, photo ops, food, and bring it to all of the locations across the country. Oh, all of so, them. I okay. So I thought it was just the Los Angeles area, but um, all of them. Yeah, how, so this, how many I've, How many locations do they have now? Do you know about? It's close to 20. It's okay. just under 20. I cannot remember if it's 18 or 19, but it's 
It's sure. just around 20. Um, and they are opening a few more every single year. So the numbers are growing. Um, and you've been to the theater. Yes. It's a great theater. Um, very luxury. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Might be the best word to describe it. Um, but yeah, this is the first time that we were able to work with them on such a, a large scale. Okay, um, so, so w- t- tell me about the photo op, because this is the thing I'm really excited about. I, I don't know. Should we be talking about this in the past yeah, tense? Yeah, no. Yeah, like, um, w- what is the photo op for something like this? So they come to you and they say, we so, won't be able to, you know, social media this. So what how, mm-hmm. What did you come up with that go? and it's supposed to be themed to the movie? Yeah, so it's difficult. Um, there's, a, there's a couple different hurdles that come with this. Yeah. You know, we have to make sure that it's, makes sense within a certain budget so right and we have to make sure that it's not even though it's a horror movie you know like not offensive in any sure, way yes we have to make sure that the studios are happy with it the theater is happy with it but from anyways there's a lot of people that have to be pleased so there's a lot of things you have to take into consideration mm-hmm. normally what will happen is i'll pitch three to five different ideas to the our contact at the theater and then whatever one she likes she'll make sure we get the thumbs up from the studios and then i just make it happen within budget yeah essentially so for this one in particular i'm going to do a terrible job explaining it to you of course we expect um, that yeah. <laughs> but i tried to be um like get the most bang for their buck so actually the way i designed this thing is uh-huh. the it's three different panels and one of them is printed on both sides. So it's actually two photo ops in one. Hmm. So on one side is just a standard step and repeat. So it's got all of the sponsor logos, which is Sinopolis, um, Squared Co, Coca-Cola, and Creepy Co, which we'll talk a little bit about in a couple minutes. Um, so th- there's a step and repeat with all those logos and the classic 1978 uh, illustration from the poster, you know, where it's like a knife mm-hmm. that turns into a pumpkin. Right. Um, <clears throat> so that's on one side. The other side is like the interactive photo op. So it's just, it's a brick wall um, with an open window and then like some, a textured wall behind it. So mm-hmm. the idea of the photo op is Michael Myers is supposed to be in the window looking out of it and then you stand on the other side of this wall mm. so it's a layered yeah kind of photo op um and then on top of this photo op we worked with mike anderson who's a friend of squared co hey. who illust- <clears throat> he illustrated um michael myers masks that we printed and gave out at all the locations um like a is printed out on cardstock and then glued to a popsicle stick so you can hold it in front of your face (laughs) so the idea is you go with a friend or somebody who will stand on the inside of the window put the popsicle stick up you take the picture and if you want you know you can trade places um and then obviously you can take the artwork home with you afterwards Mm -hmm. to to collect or do whatever you want with it um yeah so that's 
kind of all of the the interactive parts of it. That's very cool. And then Creepico, who we've had on the show before, uh, they were what did they what did they do? Now you showed it in some videos, like uh, some of the merchandise that they had uh, sent your so way. So they but. actually have the official. They have the license to produce official um, mm-hmm. Halloween merchandise. So very cool. Early early on, I reached out to them and said, you know, we've got this thing going on with. Sinopolis, I would love to be able to work with you somehow to produce some sort of prize pack. I actually wanted to see if we could do something exclusive with them, like ex- provide some sort of exclusive merchandise that you could only get from going to one of these screenings. Right. Um, but the the timing didn't work out. It yeah. would take way too long to get that approved and all of that. So uh, they ended up... They still wanted to participate, so they sent over um, a bunch of pins and these really cool VHS th- uh, throw blankets. So, <laughs> what it is is you know the old '80s VHS cardboard cover or case. If you are to unfold it and lay it flat, that artwork they transferred onto a blanket. So it's blown up, maybe like five feet wide. Um, as a blanket. So they donated a bunch of those and a bunch of pins Very cool. um, that we gave away as Halloween prize packs. Was it like a raffle or how did you give away the, how'd you give away the prize? So, uh, I have to go have to one to, of these, one of these times. You, <laughs> you have to go to one of the th- locations, mm-hmm. take a picture, uh, use the specific hashtags and then tag Sinopolis, Squared Co. and Creepy Co. Oh. So if you take a picture at <clears throat> Sinopolis, use the hashtag Halloween at Sinopolis, we yeah. would we picked somebody random from there. It hasn't happened yet, but by the time you're listening to this, it did. So it's a weird middle ground we're in right now. I'm going to have to try to come to one of these screenings. I've never been to, I, I mean, I've been to the theater, but I haven't been for one of these events. So yeah, I don't a, think they get a good or Not yet. Huh? There's not any Sinopolis close to you. Mm-mm, no. Um, and I don't think they're doing any in San Francisco anytime soon. So you might have to come down to L.A. Yes. For one of them. Yeah. Well, I'm always um, there. So, yeah, that's that's not a problem. But I did speaking like speaking yes. of L.A. Oh, wow. Transition <laughs> time. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you knew this, Jared, but it's somebody's birthday. Oh, you're a little early, Mark. I'm not till April, but thank you. I appreciate that. Yes, it is. It is someone's uh, birthday coming up. Um, They're getting real month. old too. Yeah. <laughs> so so <clears throat> yeah. What I'm talking he, about here? What am I talking about, Jared? You're talking about our good friend Mickey Mouse, who is uh, celebrating. Mouse. He's celebrating 90 years. We are not saying it is his birthday. We are celebrating 90 years <laughs> of Mickey Mouse, which is pretty exciting, pretty amazing, actually. It's weird that you say we're not saying birthday because I actually went to his 90th birthday celebration, mm-hmm. Jared. Mm-hmm. You did. You did. So, well, okay. So I know you're dying to tell the story <laughs> and I hate, I absolutely hate this story. And I hope those of you listening will hate it as well. But tell us, Mark, <laughs> how did it go? So you went, they, they, they did a live taping. I guess all tapings are live tapings. That yeah. doesn't make any sense. Well, the interesting thing was it's, you know, we went to this like a month ago. And it's not going to air until this Saturday. So if you're actually listening to this, it's past tense Saturday. 
Um, so again, we're in this weird limbo area. Right, where, right, right, right. I was confused. <laughs> confused me either. I'm, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about something that hasn't happened yet, but when you're listening to this, it had happened. So holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> Wrap your head around that one. Um, so anyways, we recorded this about a month ago and it's not airing till this coming Saturday, but they, during the taping, they were treating it as if it were a live uh, performance. So. Okay. Okay. So step back here. We're doing a terrible job of setting this up. So it's Mickey's 90th birthday. Disney is doing a television special and it was recorded at USC. The shrine. Oh, the shrine. Yeah, USC. Okay. So uh, they're doing a live taping there. They've uh, the guests in the auditorium are by uh, sort of a special ticket lottery system or something like mm-hmm. tell us about that. Did you apply for that? What did you have to do? Put your name into so, a lottery? Kind of. So my girlfriend headshots. Is, yeah. What? She no. <laughs> she went to uh, what's the show she just went to? You know this. Will and Grace. Will and Grace. Um, she went to a taping for that like a month before this Mickey's 90th. Um, but in order to become a guest in the audience to see a live taping, you have to sub- apply for it <clears throat> um, ahead of time on this website. Once you're in their system, I guess you get new emails that say like, oh, do you like Will and Grace? Maybe you'll like this other show coming up. Um, so basically it's a system where they try and fill seats for live tapings. Right. Okay. All sorts okay. of live tapings in Hollywood. So she's on a list. They asked or thought she might be interested in the Mickey's 90th. Of course we are. So we were lucky and fortunate enough to be selected to uh, attend the taping for this So event. from what I can tell, it looks like there were fans in there. There were like bloggers, like some industry people yes. probably. It's like a mix of them. So... Uh, yeah, so you go to this taping and you you kind of find out kind of last minute, right? Like you didn't get a whole lot of advance. I think notice. the week of. Yeah. The week uh, of. So maybe like the Tuesday and it was on a Saturday. And what did they what did they say you had to wear? Like what was the what was, it was the description? A, it wasn't like black cocktail tie, it was, like Yeah, I think that's probably the term. So everybody there, not everybody, there was right. definitely some people that did not follow the rules. <laughs> couple of shorts um, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see any shorts guys, but I mean, there was people as fancy as like tuxedo and suits. And then I just wore a collared shirt and tie. Um, yes. Because a non-collared yeah. shirt and tie would be super odd. Uh, okay. <laughs> so you go to this event. Very exciting. Uh, you tell me about it all casually, like just to make me jealous, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, you show up to this event. Give him your tickets and let's go. Here's this is Mark's favorite part of the story. I will let him uh, tell you now. I just like telling you this, but now that it's going to be broadcasted, I, it's. Uh, I feel you should. Okay. You should. I'll I'll tell it the way that I told you, so it's more entertaining. Yes. Or I'll try. So <clears throat> you wait. We have the tickets printed online already, uh, so you have to go there. Obviously, being pre, I don't know, approved to watch this taping yes so we already have actual tickets they don't have um seats on them yet so you have to check in there's a whole process once you check in and they'll give you your actual seat that um, assignment that's like right assign right. yeah assigned seated whatever ticket um so then once you get that you go into another series of lines um it's a whole long process throughout this 
ticketing process, they are finding people and bringing them this to this like I don't know VIP line. And as I'm standing there watching, it's like you can tell. I'll ask you this: okay. when you watch a taping of a live event and they take the cameras and point it on somebody in the audience, the person they're pointing to is always what, Jared? White? Uh, I don't know. What are we? <laughs> <laughs> Attractive. Nice. Okay. okay. Attractive is the word. And, you know, it's usually like the front row, right? Okay. Just play along with me. Sure. Yes. You're setting this up quite well. Okay. <laughs> So I, I'm looking at this other line. I'm like, oh, man, that those are the pretty people that they're going to all be put on camera or like they're going to seat them in areas that they know the camera is going to pan across. I want to be in that line. Oh, we get our my tickets, God. Yeah, we get our tickets and no special treatment. Don't send us over to that line. I'm like, oh, I guess I guess we're not good enough to be in the VIP line. So they start letting people in and then like uh we're the front of the our line going to be asked to go into the auditorium next. And like one of the producers walks by, walks up to me, has two tickets. And she goes, um, I'm going to take these from you, grabs my tickets and give you these, uh, which was a new seating assignment. I'm like, oh, weird. So then once we go into the auditorium and find our seats, we're walking down the aisle. It's like, I don't for, forget the number or letter. It wasn't something that, like, if you saw row one, you'd be like, oh, front row. This was some more discreet description. So I'm like, okay, looking for GG. Where's GG? We keep walking closer and closer. And when we get our, find our seats, it's the front row of the auditorium. Like, you know, they always have a weird, it's not a straight line. The stage is always like a place where they can walk out yes, closer it, to like, extends, through the audience. Right, right, right. We were right in front of that like extension area. So we got upgraded to the pretty people section. Oh, you just love it. It's, it's a story <laughs> that makes me sick, uh, even hearing it the second and third and fourth time. Uh, yeah, fantastic. That's great. I still think it's because you guys are like a Jared, where do you think you would have, ethnic, where would you seat? Where uh, would you sit? I'd be in the green room in the back because I'm sort of a Disney celebrity. <laughs> uh, but I would see you and I'd wave to you from backstage. And uh, yeah, uh, so sure. gross. I just sure. absolutely hate that story so much. Um, so how was the show though overall? Unless you want to keep talking about the pretty people, we can do. This. Did, you, <laughs> did you guys have a secret no, the, handshake that you do, or what is it? <clears throat> uh, you're not even allowed to know that. Okay, very good. So how was the show itself? <laughs> because I've gone to like tapings of shows, and I think it's awful. I think it's just terrible. But this is sort of a different. Oh, it's kind so of thing, it's so. funny. It's the reasons that you don't like it. We had to do the same stuff where it's mm -hmm. like they have to plant some of the the essentially laugh tracks and cl clap tracks, whatever you want to call them. So right. they have, they have a hype man go on stage and before the show actually starts, he's like, all right, he tries to pump you up. He's like, okay, we're going to need everybody to clap. All right, keep clapping, keep clapping. Now stand, now laugh, now sit, now smile, now clap. And it's like this whole rhythm of things that you do for like 15 to 30 minutes, just nonstop. Yes. And then, so once it finally does start, <clears throat> we're watching the thing and it's so interesting to see these sort of 
it's kind of an awards show, but obviously not really. Right. It's like an award um, show without the awards, just performances. Right. But the thing that like was most interesting to me, it's it's very much a time capsule of like who's hot in pop culture, more specifically like ABC and Disney pop culture. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's very relevant to now, not the history the or picture. something. Right. 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 It's like. And, you know, to be honest and fair, like, I can't think of who would be a better representation that has, like, a longer career or history or somebody that was had a bigger impact or connection to Mickey Mouse than who they had here. But there was a lot of, like, Disney Channel girls that I had no idea who they were. Um, and then my favorite was this K-pop band that yes. I've never heard of. I don't even know the name of their band. For some reason, they all like to only have letters in mm. their band name. Letters and numbers, usually. It's like so it KST48. Like yeah, it was like NCIS 927. Yes. And I'm like, 902 they said the, the name, and I'm like, what? But as soon as that they like started describing who the act was going to be, all of the girls in the audience just went crazy. Like, you know the stereotype or the... Where they're screaming their heads off, like going nuts, yes, gonna pass out, of that. crying. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was hysteria. Um, and then they came on the stage, and it's so weird. There's like a f- influx, or like a the the hysteria comes in waves, but all of the fans know like when to ride the waves. Mm. It's like there's a nonstop screaming while they're on stage. Yeah, but they'll be like a. A f- like a rise in screaming for a few seconds and then they'll go back down and then they'll rise up together. It's like because of I a certain know. boy is singing or because I of don't a- know. <laughs> okay, stop. This, um, no. <laughs> so who else then? Was there any else big? I mean, this is already aired by the time people are listening to this. Uh, John there- Stamos. Okay. Was probably my favorite. Sure. And, you know, anything Disney, he's. Yeah, he's a big fan. Oh, he's a yeah, he's a big Disney guy. Uh, Josh Groban, um, I think, right? Uh, Josh Groban was there. Sarah Highland from Modern Family. Um, Kristen Bell was there, of course. Um, who are some other ones? Uh, that, uh, the, the singer some, uh, Dis- Megan Trainer, right? Uh, Megan Trainer was there. There's a Disney Channel girl there. There was one of the boys from Blackish, the youngest son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't remember his name. Um, well, it sounds yeah, star-studded. Like <laughs> <laughs> a lot of ABC and Disney yes, Channel of course, actors. Of course. Very um, good. But it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And then <clears> at the very end, what did you get? Did you get to go home with something special? Oh, my gosh. These were awesome. We got these Mickey Mouse ears. But you know, like the old Disneyland Mickey Mouse ears? It was like this, almost a piece of paper with ears oh like it's super like thin super thin oh flim- flimsy these ones it's like much thicker and sturdier and there's actually foam padding on the inside so it's not just the material that makes that kind of a, a bowl shape mm. there's actually padding on the inside of yeah it. and then yeah. the ears light up mm-hmm I think so, maybe you just haven't purchased ears for a while. They're very fancy. The, la- the last ones that I got was the R2-D2 oh, Mickey Mouse ears. Oh, I see. Okay. Which I think okay. maybe a year-ish ago. Anyways. Mm. Very good. Um, 
Well, I think they're doing something with ears where they're going to release more like, what do you call it? Like artist series ears. Mm. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure they've I've got heard, a lot I planned think, for, for uh, yeah. the 90th. It's going to, it's going to go on for a while from what I've been told. So we'll see. Very exciting. We'll see to what see happens. What happens there? Well, that's very exciting. I hate you that you were able to go to that. Um, I hope we don't you see you treatment. at all in the, in the TV special, though. I'm sure we probably will. Oh, that's, that's yeah, what you'll you will, be watching for. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> I mean, this is in the past again. We'll have already uh, vomited while watching this. If you do pop up on screen. So, <laughs> Some uh, super genuine smiles and laughs. We will post me. pics if we can grab, get screen grabs if they uh, if they oh, pan across sure. your stupid mug. Oh, hate it. Okay. I think I'm hoping that Gabe will send me some. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know anybody else that went, or was it? I mean, uh, there so was an night. artist that uh, posted stuff there mm. in his stories, um, but not, other than that, no. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, but you okay so I got to do something fun you got to be a part of something fun this past month where you were treated like a celebrity not, and got special treatment but that's what happens when you are a celebrity Mark <laughs> I don't know what are you talking what are we talking about here a celebrity oh man you th- the, oh you're so stupid <laughs> Jared was uh, asked to do some illustrations and signing at Adobe ah. Max. Oh, I actually I, I didn't know that's what you're getting at. Wasn't sure. I was a little confused. Yes, first time well, going had to, to Adobe sign Max. Thousands and thousands of prints for your. You had some NCIS 927 screaming fans for you. Not really. Like so, <laughs> the booth itself is very popular because they give away some good stuff. They give away like socks, and everybody wants the big tote bag that they give away. So. Uh, the poster was just part of uh, the poster that I designed was just part of that group of giveaways. So while I did have a few people that <laughs> that came to get the poster specifically, uh, most of it was just <laughs> because it was part of the, the giveaway thing. But the, the funny thing about that was that at very early on, they just had me sign the poster as we were giving these things away. So it was literally like two hours of like just signing and handing, signing and handing, like, nonstop and uh it was it was pretty pretty hilarious actually so uh but to be able to go to that event that's really why i did the the piece um so that i could go to adobe max and it was a pretty exciting event i've never been to anything quite like that very tech heavy very geeky so (laughs) i've never been to adobe max yeah you know obviously we follow a lot of people that do go to these things so we can see it just through what they post Mm -hmm. um but it does look just ridiculous crazy um what were you able to like go into any of the the talks or events associated with this convention or this expo so not not a whole lot so we um mm-hmm. I, I i felt like i should stay at the booth for the most part and then the timing just kept getting off and i kept missing them and i didn't want to go late. i did go see tad carpenter speak which was really interesting um i followed mm-hmm. his work for a while that was a good talk uh, we did the keynote at the beginning, the very first day of the, the conference, which is so here's the funny thing about this show. They like um, more so than the celebrities are these people that come out and they talk about here's what's new for Photoshop in the new version of Photoshop. <laughs> and uh, so the developer comes out or some key person comes out. And they talk about it. But it is hilarious the response they get. So this guy comes out. and He's like, OK, you've been asking for this for years and now you can just 
click on text in Photoshop and it selects it without having to do all this other stuff. People go nuts. It's like <laughs> it's like a celebrity has come out onto the stage and they're like, and now uh, you can deselect by doing this. And people just start screaming their heads off and applauding. It is so hilarious. What got what new add-on did you get excited for? Which so, what got you screaming? They have these sort of new gradients in, in Illustrator, like this new smart Ooh. gradients. And of course, I perked up for that. Uh, so it's a more intuitive, <laughs> like it's easier to control. And, and it, it's sort of um, like it's a smart gradients. Like it can figure out what you're trying to do and it, it kind of blends it for you. And then you can sort of it's like you're dropping on the gradient as opposed to sort of creating it in the in the panel. Um, I don't know. You have to kind of see it, and and I don't even have access to it because I'm not a <laughs> I'm not a subscriber. So, so if you are using um, Adobe CS One, how would you get access to the new features? <laughs> <laughs> So you're going to have to sign up. You're going to have to do the subscription, which mm. I've been trying not to do, but I think I'm going to have to do it. So um. It's actually not that bad. And because you are a working professional in the industry, you can write it off. Of course. So of course. Yes. Not, not, not terrible. I think um, like by the, I don't like the idea of it <laughs> more so than the actual, the actual. You know what? I've been a brat about something similar where Skillshare, when they first started, you mm-hmm. could purchase all classes all the cart like like i just want to take the dk and g class right right um or i want to take the matt kaufenberg class so that's what i did when i first started i just would find uh creatives that i really liked and wanted to learn from so i purchased their classes individually and then a couple years in they switched over to the subscription model where you had to purchase a subscription yes um and that just drove me nuts because along with that like you know that's great um but if you're not utilizing the classes regularly it's kind of a waste yeah it doesn't really make sense i I would Um, rather pay more for the a la carte than have to be forced into do it at your leisure yep um but the thing that drove me crazy with that is with the addition of that they opened up skillshare so that I'm sure there was some sort of a vetting process or like yeah. a screening, but they let essentially anybody teach something. So what mm-hmm. was a very highly curated um, website with classes, it became just bogged down and you had to sift through so much stuff before you found something that was actually of value. Yeah, that's so. that's trouble. And that's just my perspective. You know, I'm sure... Uh, there's a lot of people that get a lot out of it, but that's just me being a brat. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's exactly (laughs) the same thing that I, with the illustrator, but I will say Adobe Max was a lot of fun. Uh, I I don't want to act like it wasn't fun. It was, it was a lot of fun. And I got to walk around the, the area Mm. we were with all the booths. I got to meet Johnny Cupcakes, which was kind of cool. Like it was, it was interesting to see, like he was really just out there selling his stuff, which was pretty amazing. Like he wasn't behind the counter or trying to be like, Oh, I'm so busy back here doing stuff. Like he was out there, you know, and, and people in like us, we know who he is and we know the brand and, and everything, his story, you know, his story is kind of out there. Um, yeah, but, you know, he was just helping these people, these two old guys who had no idea who he was. And they just kind of liked the shirts. And he's kind of explaining <laughs> to him his story as he's doing it and stuff. And I think that's that's great. Like, to be in that position and not expect these people to know who you are like that. It was mm-hmm. great. And he was just selling. It was admirable. Well, it's, in, 
It is interesting that you say that because Jared will be at a convention very shortly. Yeah. And you will actually be at your booth selling your own merchandise, just like Johnny Cupcakes. Uh, that's absolutely right. Yes. <laughs> is, that a, is that a transition? <laughs> that's the best transition. That is the best transition. So we will be, uh, we're going decon mode here now. Okay. So <clears throat> uh, Jared and I, if you haven't figured it out, if you did not already know, we will be sharing a booth space at uh, DesignerCon. This is going to be, it's formerly was at the Pasadena Convention Center, but now it's going to be, this is the first year it's at the Anaheim Convention Center. It will be on November 16th through the 18th. Um, Jared and I will be at booth number 328. Yep. Um, And I'm actually pretty excited for this one. So I'm going to take a step back and tell them, tell our listeners that, about our original idea for the booth. Mm, really? Okay. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I trust It's happening. You. Okay. <clears throat> so we wanted to do something. Jared's tastefully cute print um, and the cute aid pins, mm-hmm. the Kool-Aid inspired pins from your So Cute show. Right. Those did really well. So we wanted to see if we could do something food related. Uh, and when you think of me... What do you think of? <laughs> <laughs> Donuts, yes. sugar, there cereal, breakfast. <laughs> so, <clears throat> um, because there's so many, like, there's so much nostalgia in these Saturday morning sugar cereals, as I like to call them, um, we wanted to play on that and just add more uh, illustrations and work from Jared utilizing this concept. So, we were going to do a bunch of new cereal mascot inspired artwork and uh, as part of our booth i wanted to design a layered photo op similar to what i described for the halloween um experience we had at sinopolis Mm -hmm. where the actual photo op was going to be like you're recreating the cereal box cover so right right essentially you would be in a giant bowl of cereal and the cereal box would be behind you Um, Like a framing device. Yes. And I remember this conversation. I remember this conversation clearly because I'm like, oh, crap. Like I saw the the, the press release for this and I'm like, oh, crap. So I remember (laughs) calling you up or or texting you and saying like, hey, did you see the news? And you're like, well, no big deal. And then I'm like, well, take a look. (laughs) Yes. So there's uh, another booth at Decon that's going to be doing something. I don't even know if I'd say similar. (laughs) (laughs) because it's pretty much literally the exact same idea. And I'm not saying that like they stole it because there's no way. And they're a much bigger company who probably started this way before Jared and I started the conversation. Um, But just because their name is so much bigger, um, we would have definitely been looked at as the copycats. Yes, for sure. So we but decided to change the theme. Our plan was not only similar, like it was almost exactly the same, exactly which is the same. just crazy. Um, and and mm. I think ultimately, thank goodness we saw that when we did, it would have been heartbreaking if we got too f- much further down the road and had to you know change course now or something. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, so we did quickly change course. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, yeah, so the new theme is still nostalgia-based, but we're going to uh, focus on 80s and 90s arcade um, and video games. Yeah, so retro retro gaming kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a much better term. Yes, you should you should do this describing stuff you. more often. <laughs> no, you're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. You're the pretty people. The pretty people aren't expected to talk. You're supposed to just clap and sit there, <laughs> smile so I, and wave. That's right. I get that. Yeah. So retro <laughs> gaming, uh, which is just as fun. Uh, it's just that we had to change course. Oh yeah. It was, yeah, it was just uh, a little surprising there. But um, so, what do you want to tell them? What shall we reveal before the big? Uh, I, we could talk about everything, um, but where do you want to start? Should be the better question. Well, why don't you start with the booth design? What? So, what did you? What's your concept for the booth design for retro gaming? Um, so, I wanted to recreate uh, on a, obviously a smaller scale, but an actual arcade. Mm-hmm. So, we ha- we're going to have um, I think four actual like three D full size arcade cabinets. They're not going to be functional. But it's just the, I don't know, what would you call it? Like the shell? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the cabinet. It's just the cabinet, right? Yes. And every single one's going to be um, designed prom- to promote a specific product. So there's, <clears throat> Jared's do, we're releasing some new prints by, oh my God, this is so bad. Mm-hmm. It's going terrible. <laughs> but go on. Don't let that stop you. Uh. <laughs> So we've designed four arcade units to promote a specific product that we are releasing and selling at Decon. Mm-hmm. Um, Jared has two arcade cabinets there. Uh, one of them is going to be all Studio Ghibli themed. So there's going to be artwork of Studio Ghibli all over it. And we are releasing new Studio Ghibli inspired uh, merchandise. Okay. So we've got a sticker pack. Yep. We've got a print. And that's I actually it. That's huh? it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we've got a sticker pack and we've got a print. Oh, no. We've got three prints, right? Three prints? The Kiki's, Kiki's Bakery. Okay. In yeah, two different right. colors. Or is it just the just one Just the one color. One color for this okay. release. Yeah. And then the um, Studio Ghibli family. Prince. Yeah, so this was actually the one that we released last year through Gallery 1988. Uh, the first part of the edition was sold through Gallery 1988 at their show, and then we have uh, the other, the rest of that edition available here. So there's right. not a whole lot. Uh, it's the like, what did we call it? Little Ghibli's? Was that? Uh, yeah. Oh, the I mean, name of it. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember now. How? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's what it is. Okay. Little Ghibli. Little Ghibli. So those will be those will be there, and then the cabinet is designed to sort of match that item. And then we did another, uh, I did another print, the new print that hasn't been shown yet for the um, sort of retro gaming characters in a similar yes. sort of collage style, and that will be my other uh, cabinet that's featured. So there. I know you're not a big time gamer, but a lot of these characters are really fun and everybody is familiar with these characters. Do you have a specific, like a favorite character that you illustrated in this collage print? So one of the characters is uh, Dirk from um, Dragon's oh, Lair. Yes. And that's one of my favorites. because I've been meaning to do a piece of those characters for so long. So just to be able to include him here was pretty exciting. Um, maybe we'll do something else with him later on down the line. But that I, game it's so is great. F- when you showed me that, I immediately gravitated towards that character. Yes. <laughs> I, he's, um, 
that game was so freaking hard. I don't know if you uh, yes. ever played no, it. Yes, no, I do. Arcade. It was terrible. It was, just, it, was, it was all timey, like split second yes, timing. So and if you hard. didn't jump out of the way of that, you died thing, immediately. Yeah, it was instantly over. turned to bones. <laughs> um, but that was one of the games I remember that like I was terrible at it, so I never lasted very long. Yeah, but it was so pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, it was animated uh, by Don Bluth, mm-hmm. uh, and. Just the gameplay in it was on screen. It was very, very pretty game to watch. So I remember when I was younger, I would never, or I, pro- I did try, but I was bad at it. So that was one of the games that I liked to just watch other people play. Yeah, and it was expensive. It at the time, it was like three tokens or something, which was outrageous. <laughs> and um, it was frustrating because you could only see so far, right? Like if people didn't get towards the end, mm-hmm. then you just never saw these animated sequences that were just amazing. They have since released, I think, a whole DVD of the full like yeah. playthrough, which is pretty awesome. Uh, but back then, I remember like you could get to that like lizard guy, the lizard king guy, and mm-hmm. then but there was so much that I didn't see just by trying to watch them. And they did mount a, a separate video thing above the game so that people around it could watch it a little clearer yeah. than, than trying to look over someone's shoulder. But yeah, I, I I loved the way that thing looked and how they animated those characters. Space Ace 2, I, I don't know. It seemed like the novelty had worn that off by the time. Yeah, I'd say that one didn't seem as fun or as memorable as uh, Dragon's Lair. Right, but the animation, fantastic in that one as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, very, very fun. Um, so our the booth is actually going to be, like I said, we're trying to kind of do a mock arcade. Um, so we have actual units in there, and we will... You will be able to take your photos with it. So there's going to be a Jared-designed arcade front with a screen missing where you will be able to stand with your head and, you know, it'd be like you're inside the video game. So that will be a lot of fun. We're doing a lot of new pins through Jared. We've got a Sonic the Hedgehog pin, Super Mario pin, um, some pins from Mortal Kombat and from Street Fighter. So... Not only can you get those as pins, but in addition to being able to take a photo inside of the video game, we're going to do character cutouts, like cardboard cutouts, where you can pose with these um, illustrations of video game characters that Jared did. Um, we did this last year at the Squared Co. booth with uh, like different heads and helmets on a stick. Where right you can behind pose you. With those. Yeah. Mm, there they are. Hey. So... We're going to do something similar with Jared's characters. Um, so a lot of fun to be had at the Jared slash Squared Co. booth uh, this year. One of the things I'm really excited about, too, is uh, in addition to the new uh, merchandise that we're featuring, uh, all of the pins, I believe, and you can correct me if I'm wrong with that, all of the pins that I have released so far through Squared Co., the ones that are even including the ones that have been sold out, we will have a small amount available specifically for designer con. So when we sold these things originally, we held some back specifically to have available at this event. And uh, Mark can now correct me if that is not, if that's not right. So I also purchased one of those toy vending machines where you put in your quarters and you can get a toy in one of those like plastic bubble capsules. Yes. Um, so in there is going to be a bunch of random pins that you can get. 
Uh, and we will have a few of the original Kool-Aid colors in there. From our so personal very, very, collections, we yes. are releasing these for this specific Very game. limited. So you have you can purchase a spin on this, essentially an all Squared Co. pins random, I don't know, yeah. random Iser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you're a wordsmith you, uh, tonight. You're just, it's like poetry you, you, tonight. You pay the toll and you get a one random pin. Yeah, that's very and exciting. You Which have is the op- oppor- that's pretty good. You have the opportunity to get the uh, one of the sold out cute aid pin colors. Yes. So we'll have uh, the new stuff plus uh, the stuff that's been available on the website uh, there uh, from our past shows. From um, some yeah. of my so cute prints will be available. For those there. of you that don't remember, it's. The what has sold out the Grimace pin, mm-hmm. Purple McCutie, Tony uh, the Tiger, just Tony the Tiger, and just recently your Yoshi pin. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm sure there's a few others that have sold out that I can't remember, but yeah, all of those, with the exception of the cute aid Kool Aid pins, uh, will be available again to purchase at Decon. So there, these are I. I'm not just saying this as like a selling point. They, there's, they're pretty limited. So literally, if you want to get them, you should get there quick because um, there are some pin designs that we have less of than yeah. others. So make sure if you if you really want one of these, you should go to 328 first before any That's other right. booth. <laughs> and I'll be bringing some prints of mine that have been previously sold out or unavailable too that we'll have uh, available that I only bring to. The only con that I do. So, um, yeah, make sure to come by and check it out. We'll be posting pictures on the social media and everything, but um, definitely come by and at least say hi and let us know. And call me Short Sky or tell us you, you oh, listen to the you podcast. better. <laughs> That's the right. theme for so, next year's booth, Short Sky. <laughs> the, the last thing I want to talk about for Decon, um, and I'm only saying this because I feel like if I say it, it'll give me the extra push to actually make it happen. Oh, crap. I was <laughs> I was asked to do a piece for the there's a Jurassic Park 25th anniversary gallery show at Decon. Mm-hmm. I was asked to participate in it. Um, so I have an idea for the piece. I haven't finished it yet, but similar to the... Uh, dame's piece which we will talk about shortly as well my dame's work for the dame's art show at leanna lynn's i gave you my crazy idea and barely made it out in time uh, for the show but i did it and i think it's because i said it on the show Mm -hmm. what my what i wanted to do anyways i'm planning to do a paper piece for this jurassic park show so um i'm sure You'll hear more about it later. Uh, but if you do go to Decon, make sure you check out that show. And if you don't see a piece for me on there, you can come to our booth and punch Jared in the arm. Well, I, that makes no sense. <laughs> uh, I can't believe you. When do you have to have this piece done by? Like, I'm, I'm surprised. It's, you, it's well. like there's time. Okay. I'll just say that. <laughs> oh, very good. Okay. Well, good. Then I don't feel so bad about where I am with my pieces. So very good. <laughs> Okay, we'll so that wraps up. That um, wraps up yeah. designer con. Uh, come by and say hi. I can't wait. I'm very excited. But Clark's gonna be there. All our friends. Good times. Good times. Yes. <laughs> um, oh yeah. So I do. I want to give a little plug to our friend uh, Miguel. 
Miguel Wilson of Rad Retro Power, he is doing like a scavenger hunt that we will be participating in. I don't know all the details yet, but if you go to his booth first, um, he's going to give out a little scavenger hunt and we are participating in that. So you will have to come to our booth. Uh, if you go to all of the booths on his scavenger hunt, you will get yes. some sort of exclusive prize or reward. And um, um, I believe he's right next to the Clarks, actually. I think their booths are, yes. are right next to each other. And they're only like two or three aisles away from us, so it's all relatively close. Um, but even if you uh, weren't already planning to go see him, I suggest you do because the stuff he's doing with action figures and collectible toys is really uh impressive and i definitely think you should guys you guys should go check out his booth and his work absolutely and uh we want to thank miguel for coming on the show we're gonna hope to have him on more regularly uh we enjoy talking to him about toys so hopefully that'll become more of a a normal segment for us and the response has been great from what i can tell on social media um and so yeah we can look forward to more miguel in the in the future more miguel more miguelitos I got to stop saying that. I don't know. I don't know why I think it's okay for me to say that. Um, okay. What else Jared, is on your list? Are you ready? Do you want to talk about it? Sure. Of course I do. I don't know what you're talking the in- about. The incident, Jared. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you know? Uh, I think so. safe? Is this safe to talk about? I think so. Let's go go for it. Are you it. comfortable talking about it? I am. Are you? <laughs> so we, Jared and I, we took a little field trip. Yep. Together. <laughs> a Squared Co. podcast field trip, if you will. Good times. Um, I've talked about this group. From the beginning. More times yep. than I can remember. Of almost every episode. At least once a month since I found them. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I'm talking about the Midnight um, I think because I've spoken so highly of them, a lot of our listeners have converted to, oh, Jerry's actually wearing a midnight t-shirt right That's now. That's right. How appropriate. Of course. Um, I do think that I have converted some listeners yep. to becoming the midnight fans as well as my co-host, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh this was actually their first tour that they've been on like they've done shows and i've talked about that in previous episodes but this was the first tour that they've gone on so jared and i we purchased tickets to see them on the final stop of their tour um it was in san francisco and you know this is like the i think in my opinion this is the best time to get on board with a band and I'm not saying that I think they're going to get huge and like start selling out, um, you know, bigger venues and auditoriums and all of that. But they're at a level where they are popular mm-hmm. and they are selling out venues. But the venues that they are playing at are there's relatively intimate and maybe only a few hundred people maximum. Yeah. So when you are going to see them, like we were able to stand in this area uh, like to the side of the stage that was very close to them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, I think we're just, we're in the perfect, we, we're fans of theirs at the right time. Mm-hmm. If they get continue to grow and get bigger, you know, it's going to be a fortune to be able to see them where we were able to see them. Does that make sense yeah. at all? Yeah, no, of <laughs> course. Like these are very small venues. So that's always nice to be able to see them. 
I mean, I think even like on social media, you can probably interact with them a little more than you could say, you know, like other a bands. A year from now. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. who was it that, uh, was it Chris Evans or someone, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. So he Captain America himself tweeted out something about the album. And yeah, they just released a new album within the past few months. And Chris Evans apparently is a fan of it. So he tweeted out like love the new album. Something it was very, very small tweet or post. But from yeah, Captain America. Sure. So uh, they are they are noticed by some pretty notable uh celebrities right so you you saw them this is what the third time you saw them is that about right fourth fourth time you see okay so you saw them earlier this year in uh anaheim i believe is that correct uh santa anna santa anna i don't know the difference sure okay uh and then yeah so then they were here in san francisco not here like i'm there uh, this past like go on weeks continue. ago, right? So I drove up from Sacramento. Mark came in from LA, and uh, we went to see them at uh, what was it called? The Independent? Is that what the venue yes. was called in San Francisco? Yep, it's great. So, like Mark said, we were uh, standing sort of up to the side where they had like the sides of the venue were sort of raised, and you could you could stand there uh, to see. And you're kind of above the crowd, which was nice. I guess mm-hmm. it was for handicap seating if if that was necessary right so if they came we'd have to move and and that's fine so we stood there great perfect view of the stage fairly close to the stage off to the left um you can Mm. see right over everyone's head great spot we're sitting there waiting and we're there for quite a while we have drinks and everything yeah so we got there before the opener started Mm -hmm. we were standing there during the opening act and it was fine like it's it was for handicapped people because there was a seat so Mm -hmm. essentially all of the the seated area was full. Mm-hmm. So in my head, as a normal person, if I were to look at this area and see that all of the seats were taken, I would say, oh, seats this are taken. area is full. Right. Why don't I go stand in an area that is more appropriate? Right. right? So we go pretty long, which is kind of <laughs> great, right? Like we go right up to when they're going to, the, the midnight's going to come out. And then, so mm-hmm. uh, then we stand up because it's getting kind of like, oh, here they come. Time. And it's then time. Right then, before they come out, like uh, Delta Asshole Gamma <laughs> comes walking up and stands like right in front of us, right? So these college so kids. So it's a group or of maybe something. like six to eight jerks. People. Yes. Very, very bro y, douchey Oof. guys. Just, just the worst. And, you know, it. Fine. If you want to come up here and stand here, that's fine. Like as long as it's you know you're not being annoying about it or rude. But yeah, almost immediately, yeah, they were very rude. They stood so before they did anything to us, they were <laughs> they stood right in front of these poor like younger girls. Yes, yes. Like and these guys were not short. The girls were just you know sh- they weren't nearly as tall as them. So it was. Like literally a tall guy just standing in like a wall in front of these younger, uh, shorter girls. uh, So immediately just annoying in my head. I'm like, okay, these guys are kind of arrogant, douchey a-holes. So we had told those girls, like we said, well, here, stand in front of us. Because then at least you can see from where we were and then they could see. It felt bad that these guys were. But they were able to go sort of further down the row and, and 
you know, yeah. stand in the front, like They're stake fine. their claim. So they got to see, which is great. Um, and then, of course, predictably, as the show starts and everything's going, great show. Uh, these guys are not there to see the show. They are there to drink and be assholes with each other and take selfies. Yep. And, and, and they're taking, they were talking, like having conversations during a freaking concert that were there like 10 feet from the speaker. <laughs> yeah. Just and like checking every their couple Apple Watch. Every couple, and <laughs> yeah. Every couple minutes, Jared and I would look at each other like, what are these guys doing right yeah. now? And it didn't really get any better no. throughout the, the show. <laughs> like, so I'm just trying to focus on the show and like, just like, okay, we're not going to let them kind of ruin the whole thing for you, right? Like, just try to ignore them. We're very close mm-hmm. though, mind you. It's not like we're, you know, like in a big section. We're in this tiny section, so they're right next to us. There's no there's yes. no getting around them. They're basically touching. We're all kind of touching almost. So yes. the, 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 there's a part playing and the guy starts doing some what air saxophone or something. I don't yeah, know so what he was doing. So when when the midnight tours, they bring a saxophone player. So um, on their tracks, a lot there's a lot of saxophone in their music. So like when 80s, they go on tour, they actually yeah. bring a saxophone player. So there's great. a big saxof- a yeah. saxophone solo during a song. And one of the guys um, starts to do like an air saxophone thing. And he's like whipping his head back really hard. And it's getting like aggressively close to Jared where you actually have to kind of tip over so he doesn't headbutt you. This right? is, yeah, yeah. So let me tell this part and then I will let you tell your version because I don't, you had a different perspective than I did. Yes. So this guy's right in my face. He's not facing me. So it's not like he's doing it at me aggressively or anything, but he's coming into my space. And so I'm kind of stepping away to, to do it. And I'm like, God, this guy, I just can't stand this guy because I'm, I'm facing the stage and Mark's a little behind me uh, to the right. And as I'm seeing this guy do this, all of a sudden, it's like in slow motion. I see Mark's hand come <laughs> come in front of me, like across the front of me. And he just pushes this guy back towards, you know, back away from me. And like Mark had to actually reach. You had to actually reach to do this. It wasn't like you were, you oh, yeah. moved over. So just from the flick of your wrist, <laughs> it like throws this guy forward and uh, so I'm like, oh, my God, I don't know what's happening here. We're about to get in a fight. But, um, yeah, so I keep looking uh, so, straight ahead so that I, it doesn't look like I did it. I don't want this guy to think I did it because if he takes a swing, I'll go down so fast. Uh, so this guy's all, like, pumped and, like, what the hell? He's, like, looking around and, like, who did that? And, and you know, he was doing some big comedy bit and all upset and embarrassed and, like, he's going to fight. Okay, uh, so that's so where I gotta, that's all I, I gotta know. say. My, I want if you're listening to this um, safely. If you're driving, maybe do this later. But go ahead and extend your arm till <laughs> your elbow is locked totally out, and now bend your wrist so you from your hand to your forearm is a right angle. Just flick it. That's how far my arm was when this push happened. It was from. The 90 degrees to straight <laughs> my wrist. So it was literally just a wrist flick of a push. But this guy weighed all of 112 pounds. With the watch. So he, yeah. he flew a couple feet forward <laughs> and was very startled by this. My little wrist flick of a push. Um, and was very embarrassed, like Jared said. Uh, immediately turns around 
And, you know, once you make an aggressive move like that, <laughs> my adrenaline was going. So he looked at me and I just like, <laughs> I don't even really like remember thinking this. It just came out and I stare at him and was like, hey, watch out. <laughs> Is that what to you? I could not even. Oh, my God. I didn't even know what's happening behind me. He just continues to look dumbfounded. And yeah. we... I don't know. He turned around and kind of started mumbling and talking to his friends. The rest of I <laughs> immediately, um, not immediately, but like really soon after that, because think of me what you want. But I am a, a very soft, gentle individual, and I like to think of myself <laughs> as a nice guy. Oh, so even after I did that. I was playing in my head like, oh, man, I should really apologize. Oh, my God. So in my head, I was saying I was thinking like, oh, I should go up to him and say, oh, I'm sorry I overreacted. You know, you're just getting really close to my friend here. I didn't <laughs> want to make sure you didn't headbutt him. Like, I'm sorry. Are we cool? And but after that, you know, they didn't they continued their asshole behaviors. So I did not feel uh, inclined to apologize after that. Yeah, no, I don't but think you did. I, I have to. Yeah, go ahead. I, I gotta say, <laughs> it at least for for me, it kind of put a damper on the next few songs because <laughs> I was so there was there was maybe four or five of them, and it's just me, Jared, and my girlfriend. So we were definitely outnumbered. Yes, and the whole time I was just like, all right, fuck, I'm getting jumped. Like it's going to happen now or when I walk outside. So I'm just like trying to plan my way of like, how do I get out of this <laughs> inevitable, <laughs> like getting jumped by these broy guys? The, I mean, um, they but, weren't, they didn't look like the fighting type really, but um, you know, like, I don't know. They kind of look like, like rich kids for some reason. I don't know what that means, but like it's, they didn't look, they looked kind of <laughs> soft. Like they didn't look thuggy or like they were you know because they all yeah. saw what happened behind me right like his friends saw you do it i think didn't they or they, no? yeah of course yeah yeah so no, it's not like they weren't sure who did it if they wanted to but i remember just thinking like there was two things going through my head one is i would not be able to fight if this breaks out into a fight i i couldn't take the girl out if if she came after me so uh, i'd be useless. thank you Jared. yeah nope sorry maybe <laughs> I, they can trip over my body on the floor that's about as much as I could help. But the other thing was, I'm like, that is so sweet that Mark did that. My boy, <laughs> my boy is going in and watching out for me, pushing this guy out of the way, something I would never do. Like, I am so passive. I would just be like, oh, gosh, sorry, guys. Am I in the way of your sacks, your air sacks? Uh, so, yes, I was very touched that you would even think to do that. Because it wasn't like I was looking at you uh, saying like, oh, do something about this guy. Like, the, it just cracked me up. The other thing that, like, after I was able to settle down a little bit, the other thought that I had was, and this is terrible, and I think I said as we're walking out, <laughs> it was content. We've got <laughs> yeah, content we've for got our a- next <laughs> episode. So we've got a good story to tell. We finally got a story to tell <laughs> that we we went through together. Have you ever been in a fight like that, though, like in something similar? Because no. I have never, I have never taken a hit. I have never swung at anyone. <laughs> oh my God. I can't imagine. Um, uh, no, no, that's not really amazing. <laughs> 
Well, that's very kind of you to look out for your old man friend who would not be able to protect <laughs> himself <laughs> against these kids. Ridiculous. Uh, we'll have to bring a, a, a an entourage to the next one. Yeah, just I think in case. that would that would make me feel safer. And we did go out a side door uh, after just to make sure we weren't jumped. <laughs> <laughs> no surprise attacks uh, on the way out. Sad, embarrassing, and true. <laughs> Totally. But thank you. Thank you for, for being the, I don't know. What do you call that? <laughs> Bodyguard? Um, I don't know. Like protector? <laughs> Great. Who knows? We also right, so. um, got to go to Club 33 again this time. Um, same kind of thing. We just got to rub it in whatever we can. <laughs> um, was there something else uh, that we were supposed to talk about? Um, oh, the monster cereals. You tried the monster cereals for the first time, as did I. Did you try them all or just one? No, just the uh, chocolate one. Mm, Count Chocula. Gotta say, was terrible. <laughs> yeah, they were kind of bad, huh? Oh, like in a generic What's, kind of way. It's like, um. So it was essentially uh, Cocoa Krispies or, or what's the one? Cocoa Puffs. Cocoa it's Puffs. kind of like Cocoa Puffs, but it, obviously a different shape. And then they throw in the chocolate marshmallows. Um, but you know, other than the Cocoa Krispies and the, uh, chocolate pebbles or is it Cocoa Pebbles? Cocoa Pebbles. Yeah. Like, because it's got that cool, like that nice crunch to it. Mm-hmm. I don't like, I don't really like chocolate cereals. So yeah, I don't either. It was not a, a good, good decision by me to, to try that one. Um, I think I, it, if I were to guess, I probably would be more into Fruit Brute, which no longer exists. Mm-hmm. Um, of the three that they still make. I think the Frankenberry is the one I probably should have tried. Yeah, so I did all three. Frankenberry was by far my favorite. Uh, Booberry wasn't bad. It was just, I think all the flavors were underwhelming, which is probably mm. like the classic flavor, which is fine, which is great. When you're a kid, it's probably the most amazing thing ever. But uh, as an adult now, um, yeah, I was kind of like, eh. I don't think I'd ever buy them again. <laughs> I think I'll try the Frankenberry one. Yeah, okay. I think that's worth. Trying. You may not know the answer to this, uh, but just out of curiosity, do you know how they selected these three and why? I think it's Yummy Mummy and Fruit Brute were n- not available this season. I have no idea, but they did bring it back a couple years ago, right? Yeah, Fruit Brute or I think they one do. Of them. Every every year, but well, the three yeah, come really back, but I don't know that they bring back oh, really? those other ones every time. Oh. Like I don't even know what is yummy mummy. What what's the flavor supposed to be? No on that idea. One? Yeah, I've so. I've never had any of them before, yeah. so I don't even know. Um, but since we're talking about this, really quick, give a little shout out to our friend Andrew Kolb, oh. who did the artwork for this monster series. There's a General Mills produced a game. Like a board game that you can purchase. I think it's exclusively at Target mm-hmm. for now. They might be available at more places later. But I actually wasn't aware of this, but I was attracted to the artwork. Yeah. Um, and I think you sent it to me and then I told you I liked it and you actually purchased it for me, which is very nice. So I have this game. But yeah, the artwork was done by Andrew Kolb. So very, very cool. Uh, if you haven't already picked it up or checked it out, at least... Do a, a quick Google search just to see the artwork. It's uh, pretty cool. Yeah, I'm not into games, so uh, it wasn't. I just wanted to see the artwork and stuff. So, um, but yeah, it's a little he different actually, for him. Like it's it's a it's a yeah, different. Yeah, no, style it was him, very on model to the characters. Um, but you know, now that I know that he did it, you can definitely see. Yeah, and it makes sense that mm-hmm. he did it. Um, but yeah, it was 
it's uh, it, the artwork's very cool. I have to be honest, I have yet to actually play the game. Yeah. Because about 90% of my free time this past month has been dedicated to Sinopolis, Halloween event, and Decon. So hopefully soon I'll be able to actually open up the game and start playing it. Good. But Tell me the how artwork it goes. is yeah. awesome. Yeah, actually, I think I bought it because you were supposed to come over and then you couldn't come over and I had the game and <laughs> that's how it how it goes. Um, yeah. So there is one more thing before we go uh, that I want to, because I know you want to wrap up here if we have a little time. We still have time? Go ahead. Okay. We'll see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. So we, were, we got to, um, we had uh, Michael Fugoso on our show and then we actually recorded an episode of his show. And uh, we were talking about some things and a question was asked and we didn't get to answer it. And I wanted to ask Mark on our show as a little hint to Mm. the um, (laughs) origin story that we keep hinting at. But we were talking about going to the gym, which has come up in a lot of our conversations lately. And the question I had for Mark was what made him initially decide to go to the gym? Because I've seen pictures of you when you were in high school, a very different looking kid, um, very skinny (laughs) little kid, little mop head. Um, so obviously there was a change. Um, and I know, uh, there were some other things that you've done in your career. What made you, what made you go? I don't want to say all of this stuff because it just opens up a can of worms. We'll get to it. Um, Mm -hmm. but what made you go to the gym and take it on? Like, not just go to the gym, like people go to the gym, (laughs) but like make it such a goal. So I think it's, I'll say this. Yeah. The origin story. Probably not going to happen. So <laughs> Probably I'm not. Going, Bits and pieces. I'm going to, instead of tiptoeing around stuff like this, I think we'll just do puzzle pieces yeah. as sure. these topics come up. So Little segments. I'm sorry if you guys were dying for this episode to come Nobody. out, which I don't think yeah. any, of you, any of you were. Anyways, so I've, I've said this before. I am kind of, not kind of, I am a very, very much an all or nothing personality right where i get really into something um and like it's hard for me to focus on anything else they just go 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 on one thing like full force Mm -hmm. um so let's see it was after high school i graduated and for some reason i i think i was watching on tv there was like a documentary on bodybuilding Mm. and like a I don't know why I was just attracted to that. Like, I don't know if it was the the focus and like the determination and the discipline that went into these bodybuilders, but it takes a lot to have your body look a certain way, yep. especially that size and leanness and strength. But I don't know, after this documentary, I decided, I made a conscious choice that I actually thought that I wanted to try natural bodybuilding. Um, so that was like the path that I went to or went towards and was working towards. So as a result, I went to the gym every single day, super strict diet, super strict sleeping schedule. Um, what is natural? Did, what does that mean? What do, what do you mean by that? N- no steroids. Oh, oh, okay. I see. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> For the layman. Yes, thank you. That would be me. Um, but yeah, so I basically dedicated my life from my early 20s to this health and fitness 
lifestyle, I guess. Yeah. But so but yeah, it was a, I still remember that watching the thing and it was a very, very conscious decision. And I just went all in on it. Okay. So uh, I do want to talk about that a little bit, but what were you, was this something you were aware of beforehand? Like was, was body image even something you were aware of? Like, like, Oh, I don't want to take off um, my shirt or like, were you, uh, so like I grew up like fat kid. And so like, it, you know, you're very was, aware of all that stuff, but did you have a skinny kid? Yeah. Yeah. You were skinny kid. So were you self-conscious so I, about I, that though? No, I didn't have an issue, but it was like, um, I was always attracted to the more athletic physique, mm. if you will. Mm-hmm. Like that yeah, was... Yeah, most people are, I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I don't think I had an issue with being skinny and like that was the catalyst yeah. to change it. Yeah. Um, it was just, I decided I want that. So I did what I had to, to get that. So, okay. So then, uh, what were, what were some of the things that you did though? Like, was it, it did it, you, you just found a program or something that you did, or did you eventually go to trainers or like, what did you do to, to do? Mm, I mean, there's, so there's no shortage of research materials and books and stuff online and whatever. Uh, I just took it all upon myself more or less and went crazy with it. Yeah. So you just did it on your, like you, this became it's, your it's thing. A, yeah. I mean, so I worked in a gym for, it was now surrounded by other health and fitness enthusiasts and trainers. So obviously you can have conversations with them, but more or less it was a combination of personal research, trial and error, and these conversations Yeah, and just being surrounded by this type of lifestyle, I guess. When would you say that, uh, it, that it ended? I mean, I know you still go to the gym and stuff, but like, when did it, when did the focus for you change? Mm. So it wasn't such an obsession. Like while you were working at the gym, did you start kind of losing like, eh? No. Uh, when, once I figured out that I had to get a normal person job, uh, yeah. it just, it fizzled out because it was too difficult to, work 40 hours and maintain that lifestyle. Uh, how much did you work out at the height of it? Like what, how many hours a day was that? Uh, is it crazy? It's no different. Oh, okay. Now the, the main difference was if I wanted to, I could do multiple. Whereas now like that's not even in the question. Right. Right. <laughs> interesting. That is so interesting. I think that's great though, that it was just that, that it was just something that you wanted to do when you just, sort of went for it um do you find that you are always doing that um that you go from one obsession to the next obsession Mm -hmm. yeah that's great fantastic so that's all i wanted to ask um there's a little piece of the uh i don't i don't know how much of that is going to (laughs) be in the final version of this episode oh no you should absolutely that seemed awfully boring as i was saying well no i think you know like you said it's a little piece of it though so then next time we'll talk about your career there's a little tease whoa for whoa. what's happening next yeah that makes it exciting so okay we're going along here. who that is yeah <laughs> i will let you i'm gonna i'm gonna have to learn how to edit beeps into episodes <laughs> just drop out key phrases um all righty so before jared reveals too much yes. more we will we're gonna end this episode um but before we sign off completely We've already beat you over the head uh, with this enough, but I want to say it one more time. 
if you are in Southern California for the weekend of DesignerCon, it will be the weekend before Thanksgiving. We would love to see you guys. So absolutely. Um, even if you don't purchase anything, just the fact that you're listening to us right now, I'm assuming you listen to this podcast regularly. Um, we would love to be able to connect and actually meet IRL, our <laughs> listeners. Terrible. So, um, yeah, please. It's it's not an expensive convention. Um, and it, they don't, at least from previous years, they don't sell out and like close um, tickets entry. Yeah. yeah, right. So you should be able to walk up day of and purchase a ticket. But if you have the opportunity to do so beforehand, uh, you can pre-purchase tickets online through the DesignerCon website. So, uh, again, if, you have, if you're open that weekend and you are in the area, we would love to meet you guys. Yep, absolutely. Um, I want to say quickly, too, I was on the Mad Chatters podcast. It's a Disney podcast. I got to uh, talk with them a little bit about my work and stuff. So if you get a chance, take a listen to that. I want to thank them for having me on the show without Mark. So... <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, I see how it is. Yeah. Well, I was also on the... Oh, my God. I can't even say it. Wetwo Wine. <laughs> it's so hard. It's the, the Almer Fine Rewind yeah, podcast. It is. It's funny because I think I said this on their show, but when you look at it, it's like, oh, that's cool. Alliteration. It makes sense. But when you try and verbally say it out loud, it's quite difficult yes, to do. Yes, it is. It's the Almer Fine voice kicks in. Yeah. I just can't. Um, but yeah, I was on their podcast mm-hmm. talking about 2001 a space odyssey um so if you are interested in hearing what i think about that yes. movie go check them out great movie um, the first 30 hours of that movie are fantastic the last <laughs> 20 take a dip <laughs> oh man yeah that's that was a that was a difficult <laughs> difficult movie i'll just say that yeah that's all a right tough one. um but that's it for today Thank you so much for listening. We will see you later. And with the magic of editing, this is going to be great.